really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's giving you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walcha from Cali Comfort Barbecue, and we are recording above the butcher shop uh, with my man Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. And we are recording on a Friday with, on Facebook Live. This podcast will come out later. It's a business and digital marketing podcast, and uh, we're fired up. I actually might have to leave here. I just got a text from my wife that our contractions are now eight <gasps> minutes apart. Uh-oh. Eight minutes apart. So I might be running out of here. She's three centimeters dilated out of, as of yesterday. Um, she's trying to keep the fucker in, though, for a little longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me be <laughs> the... Not, her mom's not here yet, so she needs her mom <laughs> oh, to, no. to watch our, our two other sons. Let me um, be the first to congratulate you and welcome the new uh, Marceau baby when this podcast comes out. Um, thank you. When this podcast comes out, I would imagine there will be... Dane will be here. That is so cool. Awesome. I'm so yeah. excited to meet him. Uh, when we did the podcast, this podcasting journey, it's been a year now, and we did a back-to-back episodes so that I could be with my wife when she had when she had our firstborn, and we had Shane Walton on to talk about organizations and training and how you use barbecue events to raise money for charity, and then we had Craig Dato on to talk about the Del Mar, and Craig was joking that. Later that night, we would probably have our kid, and sure enough, we went out with uh, Rosie's family, and Colleen came out. So, podcasting, we're we're kind of documenting our, our children's births. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a trip, man. It's a, it's a trip. It's but it's cool though. It's, it's very exciting. Cool. Um, they're gonna be born into the world of barbecue. That's for sure. That's that's the truth. And one of the coolest things for Derek and I is, you know, we started this barbecue podcast really to talk about business and uh, digital marketing, but Barbecues opened up so many different doors for us and through the amateur barbecue contest that we throw every single year um, Spring Valley tailgate and barbecue festival as well as now the Kansas City barbecue society contest uh, up at Del Mar races We've been able to meet some incredible people some incredible families um, Who have become our family who we've watched their journey? Uh, One of the cool things about the podcast is when listeners reach out no matter where they are in the world to tell us about their barbecue business or their barbecue dreams, uh, what they want to do, opening a restaurant or opening a catering or vending at a farmer's market. And, you know, through the different guests that we've had on, we've been able to learn from them, learn from uh, the things they did right and the things they did wrong and kind of give people a a platform. Yeah, hopefully we uh, can do a little teaching ourselves and, you know, let them know what we've done wrong to help them along their journey. And, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely exciting for us to make sure that we continue to uh, educate and and help where we can, because we've been so fortunate in in our journeys to be mentored and taught by some of the best. Absolutely. Uh, Today is really, really awesome for us. Um, we're, We're fired up because this family has done all the right things to build their business to go from a comp team to something that was a hobby to a comp team to selling pc to making that even better to winning in pc um to now vending and uh we want to welcome bruce danielle Thank you. For, thank you uh, for having us. Juicy yes. Brucey's smoking hot meat. Yes, so, Juicy uh, Brucey, man, we can go so many ways with that uh, <laughs> that title. But how'd that one come up? Who made it? I've been calling him that for years. Oh, <laughs> isn't that cute? Oh, I, I love like it. it. I love it. I like it. That's awesome. So you guys started out, and you guys just had a hobby, yeah? You just uh, really like to to barbecue and. Yeah, we we've been doing it for years. Um, right. I'm also a mason and a shriner, and so we've been doing competi- or not competitions, but large smokes of barbecue for fundraisers. Sure, you know, for many years on the East Coast, and we come out here and we first get introduced to a barbecue out here, and everybody's like, "Okay, hamburgers and hot dogs." Right. That's, that's not what <laughs> that's barbecue grilling. is about. Yeah. That's grilling. For that's sure. a cookout. Yeah. yeah, and so we started slowly introducing our way, uh-huh. and people just really were like wow what's this all about now east how far east you florida you said? I'm, I'm from florida my wife's from georgia we, we try not to hold the fact that he's from florida <laughs> <laughs> and you guys met in florida 
Yes, we were both actually working for Walt Disney World. Is that right? Yes. Very cool. That's yeah. that's uh that's awesome. I I actually hate uh, Disneyland well, down here. <laughs> you better get you better uh, like it. <laughs> but I better I better figure it out real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I actually really enjoy it. It's just that it's so damn crowded sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, Florida's Florida's a little better. The they world, the world, not the land. Spread out. Yeah. yeah. Is it a lot bigger? Oh, huge. Oh, huge. Yeah. Walt Disney Land will fit in Magic Kingdom's parking lot. And no way. park 500 vehicles. Oh, Seriously? Wow. Yes. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, that's how huge it is. What were you doing for Walt Disney? I was a staff craftsman and model maker. So, so what exactly did that entail? It entailed um, basically making anything out of fiberglass, any any of the tile, marbles, and uh, any of the uh, stuccos, plastering work, any of that. Cool. Um, my dad taught 90% of the trade there. Okay. Oh, so really? Like, wow. If you've ever seen anything like uh, um, in Epcot, like the Japanese and... Chinese pavilions, mm-hmm. yeah. all those tile roofs and everything. That's not tile. That's all fiberglass. Really? That's all part of my dad's project. That's rad. Yeah. Very cool. The swan and dolphin hotels, all the swans and dolphins that are outside. Mm-hmm. That's all part of my projects. Wow. Okay. That's and really, so, really cool. Yeah. And how'd you guys meet on, on property? We didn't meet property. <laughs> we met at Gator's Dockside. Ah, yeah. what's Gator's Dockside? It was a bar slash pool hall. Okay. And so we really don't drink. So it's yeah. like uh, we shoot pool. And that's how yeah. we kind of met. Yeah. Did, who's a better pool player? I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's so serious, he prefers yeah. nine ball. You don't have to be as precise. Uh, right. I got yeah. you. So got you. in Florida, and then uh, just got a hair to come out to San Diego. I mean, talk no, about we that. Li- we lived in Georgia. Okay. Um, basically, uh, I used to be a service manager for Volvo, okay. and uh, I've always preached to her San Diego County. San Diego is such a slush place because I was in the Navy out here. Okay. And then I left and went back to uh, Florida. And she's like, oh, California, California, no. So I finally got a chance to bring her out to California. Ain't nothing but fruits and nuts out here in California. That's, you know, <laughs> you know, she, she has the blinders from Georgia, you know. It's like, right. you know, uh, like that. But when I brought her out here, of course, I ran her up the coast. And she loves the micro, macro, whatever you want to, photography you want to talk about. And right. so she fell in love with the place. And it was just like, Smart I'll let her man. tell some of the experience of, you know, when she first came out here and then I'll tell you how we got out here. Oh yeah. Well, when we got off the plane, the first thing they told us is it was humid. Uh, right. <laughs> and it I'm, was humid. Yeah. yeah. They, they told me it was humid and I'm like, no, this no, isn't humid. No. So we don't know what humid is. Uh, no, we don't know what bugs are. Either. Exactly. No. Yeah. And see that, that was the selling point for me for California yeah. it was no humidity, no bugs, you know, and it's just, it's gorgeous. I mean, where else can you go to the beach? The mountains and the desert all in the same day. Yep. So, so you came you came out here sight unseen. Sight unseen. Wow. Well, no. In 2007, I saw it. Okay. Well, that's but, what we're talking about. But we didn't move until 2011. Okay. So. 2011, and then you moved to Valley Farm. Valley, Valley Center. Center. Valley Center. Center. Oh, they didn't. We're in Valley <laughs> yeah. Farm. Oh, what yeah. was what happened was in 2007, brought her out here. I said, okay, we want to retire out here. People are like, retire in California? Yes. You know, most people in I'll California. I'll say it's usually to, retire somewhere yeah, else yes, with the yeah. Yeah. taxes. But. but, yeah, and stuff like that. But, you know, you pay for what you get. Sure. Well, in 2011, we had a house fire. And we have 120 acres back home, you know, family property on our side. But we lost everything. Oh, and man. And it's like, uh, so we, we didn't bring the boys out. And we, we're very family we take the boys anywhere with us. We, sure. We go everywhere with the boys. And so we didn't take them that time. And then he said, you know, the house burned on uh, Sunday. Sunday, kids went or school started on Friday. House burned on Sunday. Uh, kids went back to school on Monday. That's how we are. That's how we mm-hmm. roll. You know, right. we yeah. don't let you know. No excuses. So, no excuses. You know, we we deal with what we've got to deal with. And then we were about ten days in. I said, you know what? I said we're waiting on the fire marshal to find out and the insurance and everything. Let's fly out to California. I said, just get out of the bubble. Sure. And so we flew out here for 10, 11 days with the kids. Mm-hmm. Kids came out here with us and they're like, uh, why didn't you take us before? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that thing. And it's like, uh, well, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, we wanted to show them, hey, this is something kind of get them out of the bubble. But then they started talking. Why can't we move now? Oh, they didn't want to get on the plane and go back. They didn't back. want to get oh, on really? the plane. They yeah, they it loved so it that much. They wow. loved it that much. And then we started toying with it. And so I flew out here. Because uh, being in the tile and marble business, uh, you know, I had um, contracts with Lowe's. I had four Lowe's stores that we do all the stuff with. And they're kind of like, okay, we, we put you on two weeks to kind of figure out, you know, your house and everything. Because I was their top guy. And we just 
started toying. So we flew out here three more times. Oh, wow. Just me and the you know, wife. And I says, you know what? Let's kind of toy, you know, get into a different, you know, maybe go back, back into the automotive field, go, you know, or something. Sure. So we flew up to, uh, had a couple job opportunities, and we flew up to Vacaville, which is, wow. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a lot different than San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And went up to uh, Incline Village, which uh, her cousin is a holistic doctor up there, and they, they wanted us to move up there. And one of the Phil Gillenfar, which is one of his father's the one that created the 70s, uh, oh. Olympic Games. Yeah, Olympic, he did the Olympic Village up there. Cool. Okay. And was wanting us to move up there to do tile and stuff mm-hmm. because they're getting ready to at that time to boost the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you call casino, it? casino business. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You know, up there. And I says, you know, then no. it started snowing no, and we it got, snowed. and it Mm-mm. snowed yeah. and it's like, we That's, don't like snow. Right. No. So we came back and then flew in another time. We flew in one more time to San Diego and we said, you know what? We're going to come out here. I don't care what we got to do. Right. We'll no come, job. No job. Mm-hmm. We just came. We just came. Yeah. Figure it yeah. out. We found a long-term lease up in Valley Center, which we liked. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, just to kind of fit in, to kind of see where we're at. Right. And it's just been <coughs> awesome ever since. That's yeah, so Valley cool. Center, for people that don't know San Diego, is kind of more of a rural area out. Um, and it's kind of similar to where I, I live out in Hamul. You know, mm-hmm. people don't think that there's any country out here, but there is. You know, that's... Uh, so it's not necessarily in the the heart of San Diego. It's on the outskirts, and um, I actually love Valley Center. I love it up there, and um, really, really cool place. Did you guys drive around any other places, or was Valley Center kind of like in San Diego? We went to Oceanside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of zero lot lines. Right. Yeah. We kind of have to have a little bit of property. Sure. Yeah. I'm too loud for that. Right. <laughs> Danielle, her name. Uh, right. You know? Yeah. Yellow is her favorite color. Right. little common things. Yell, yell, yell. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm loud. I grew up on 120 acres in Georgia, so I, I don't have volume control. Yeah. We actually uh, lived in kind of, I actually lived downtown for a while after I got done playing football, then had to move out east a little bit more because I, you know, I grew up kind of out in the country. Then um, when I was there, man, I'm like, I, I, when I started having kids, I told my wife, I'm like, we got to get out to where we have more property. I mean, we only have an acre and a half now, but it's still enough for us to be able to ride the quads around the yard and, and right. um, you know, take, I have a little tractor, take the kids out on the tractor and do stuff and just get them comfortable with being outside and not just being in this concrete jungle. Um, and, we can always, like you said, everything's an hour away. Yeah. I can go to the mountains. I can go to the snow. I can go to the beach. I can go anywhere from where we're at within an hour. So that's pretty pretty exciting for us. So you guys get to San Diego, no jobs. Uh, kids, put them in school and just try to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, How'd that yeah. work? The yeah. youngest one was still in school uh-huh. and the oldest one tagged along. Right. So um, we, we enjoyed it and he ended up doing, um, what was it? We just jumped in, you know, and they did an interview with us with the uh, Valley Roadrunner, the magazine that they put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was about all we had to do for advertising. And yeah. it just kind of went from there. We were doing a full bathroom kitchen remodel. So you, you know? didn't do Lowe's. Lowe's didn't no. pick you up on the West Coast. No, they were wanting to, but we were kind of like didn't want to go, go that route anymore. They take a certain percentage, a big percentage? No, or, no? no it's not, not, just, a, not a percentage thing. It's just... Uh, it's just kind of the hoops that you had to. Sure. I cleaned up a lot of messes with Lowe's. Mm-hmm. As in, like, uh, say, for instance, there's another contractor. Yep. Done a bad job. Uh-huh. Well, they wouldn't want to send him back in. We would come in, clean the mess up, make everything nice mm-hmm. for them. Right. And so... And then kinda, Lo- but then Lowe's gets the credit, not you. Lo- yeah, yeah. Lowe's gets the credit. We mm-hmm. don't get the credit. And I've been doing it long enough. You know, 51 now. Been 31 years or so. Mm-hmm. Been doing the business. So we, we know that industry... Sure. Like back of sure. hand. And so that's kind of like we were toying with it out here, you know, uh, doing that in California. And then, of course, uh, uh, North County Ford mm-hmm. got a hold of me. Uh-huh. And so they wanted us to write, wanted me to write service for them. So we sure. went into that. Went back and uh, from left them to go into Mercedes. And so Mercedes. And so we're on a leave right now from Mercedes. But okay. Where we were trying to get out of the hands and knees and stuff, you know, because you get old and you get... You know, you guys are young. Get serious. Oh, I know. that yeah, back-breaking work. I, I, right. know, I know my hair. I have no gray. <laughs> don't, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> I am a but, firm believer in L'Oreal 6RB. Yeah. <laughs> six bottles. Right. There you go. Or no, four. There <laughs> you anyway. go. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, I'm not ashamed to walk in there and buy the buy the color for and it. Do whatever right. you gotta do. But who stresses who here? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I see it. <laughs> but then we started, you know, with people loving uh, the barbecue. Talk yeah. about the bug. Like, wh- I mean, when did the when did this barbecue bug? You know, because we we talk about like pretty much getting infected. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's uh, we um, the lacrosse team at Valley Center High School. Uh huh. They started wanting to have fundraisers, you know, for the snack bar, and we really got heavily involved with them. And we started serving bar- barbecue there. Was your and, son playing lacrosse? Yes, okay. Wesley okay. playing lacrosse. He started out um, his JV year, you know, uh, junior year. Sure. Started with JV, and then uh, senior year went to. Um, diversity and we just started helping out and we basically overtook the snack bar and <laughs> that's how it, it happens that's yeah. how it happened you're and like it, you it, can't it, be doing it this poorly yeah and then it, you start doing you're doing a little bit and then a little yeah. bit and the next thing you know you're like yeah are we running the whole fucking snack bar now yeah, we're no. now we got the cafeteria too now, what happened we, now <laughs> I, I have to you know there's the davises that were right there with us you mm-hmm. know they helped out a lot too but um it's kind of right then as people were like well, we love your sauce because we only have we only make one sauce mm-hmm. because we want our sauce to complement the meat. Mm-hmm. Not I want, we want our meat to stand on its own. You know, a lot of places will. Oh, we got this sauce, this sauce, this sauce to cover up the meat. Because what's your know. base? Can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a ketchup base? It is. Is it a, a sugar base? Is it vinegar based? Is it? It's kind of what a, style. I mean, what style? Yeah. What style? It, of if it's a Kansas City style, we would say kind of so sweeter. Yeah. Sweeter. Yeah. Kind of a sweet with a little bit of kick. Okay. Well, you know. And so it's people like our sauces. They say, "Well, can you make a soup out of it?" Because that's how they, the mm-hmm. flavor that it's mm-hmm. got. And so we started getting that, and we're the type of if we want to get licensed. For the snack bar, we went ahead and got the food handler. We got the food man- management stuff because that's how we are. That's how yeah. we roll. We, you know, we want to go ahead and do it properly. Right. Then we found out, okay, well, if we're getting this, well, we can start doing catering. Yep. We can start doing that. Your competition, uh, the the Del Mar was coming up. And I said, you know what? How did we meet? Did Were you at Vista? No. You, you didn't compete at Vista. We didn't so compete your at Vista. First, your first, first comp was Del Mar. Was Del Mar. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. That's that old. Was a, that's a big... Big yeah. coming out party. It's huge. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was scared as shit the first time I did. 20,000 yeah. people? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's just, hey, that's how we are. We're, we're not afraid. I you love know? it. Everybody uh, puts the pants on the same, you know? Shit, I was. Yeah. I know when I first did a competition, I was like, fuck, dude, what, what am I doing here? This yeah. is so, so wild. But yeah. yeah. I realized that about halfway through. Yeah. I was like, okay. We did awful lot here. Yeah, sure. and then I, and then I learned there's better ways to do it than the way we were doing it. Yeah. and so we uh, we made to, some changes. We have to give a shout out to Seven Sins because mm-hmm. you know they were across from us. Amazing. And then, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Who the ones that were directly Next, across from? Works us. with uh, um, I can't picture him plain as day, and, and he's going to kick me, especially if he's listening. Jeremy, to no Boomer, uh, older gentleman, um, uh, tall. He's originally I think he's Jerry, no. We'll 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 find we'll out who he is. Out. We'll yeah. put him in the show notes. Yeah. Everything we talk about, we'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. So if they have a but, I mean, they're, they're Instagram very, page, yeah. we'll shout them out. Yeah, they're very um, very helpful. Oh yeah. Because any questions, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, I think it was you that um, said, "Hey, there was a lady there. Get with them. Yeah, you know, get them someone good mm-hmm. that is going to help them out if they have any questions." And mm-hmm. I mean, Jesse's been his team, his wife, everybody, and uh, Roger. Roger. Yeah. Roger. Mm-hmm. Roger. Roger. Is it Carson? Carson. Yeah. 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 Roger. Great Carson. people. I mean, yeah. We're friends on Facebook. We interchange. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was thinking about getting into some barrels. Right. And Jesse's like, here, forward me over pictures and everything, what he does with barrels. And so, I mean, it's just, like you say, family. Yeah. It's just on that PC side. It's just everybody is totally different than across the fence. Yeah. Right. And it's just, you know, we like that. And once we, we intertwined with everybody, um, I wore Gene's phone out to begin with. Because, <laughs> you know, when uh, when we first started getting into it, it's like, okay, Gene, it's like, okay, this is the question. And he was very understanding, very just, okay, this is how we do things. This right. is what you have any questions, don't hesitate. And we'd be riding down the road, and Danielle's like, well, I got a question. I said, call Gene. No, no, you call him. Yes. You know, it's just, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I had those same conversations with my wife yeah. many times in the beginning. Yeah. It was just, it's so cool. Yeah. That was it. I mean, we had the one guy that was, uh, when we was at the competition that didn't have screens or something yep. got lost. And mm-hmm. that's when 
Yeah, you know, I we think were that's pl- when we first really talked to you. Yes. Yeah. We were trying to help locate stuff, you know, to help him out to so say he yeah. could open up for PC. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that Derek and I love the most about it. I mean, it's the it's the hospitality blooded, the tailgating family, the barbecue family where, you know, we're we're out there camping for two days, you know, wherever this comp is, you know, thankfully the one in Del Mar is right on the Pacific Ocean. So yeah. it's, you know, pretty much the best place. But um, wherever you are, you're spending that time with people and you're you're trying your best to get ready to put out the absolute best barbecue you can to have an incredible event. And all the family, I mean, it's, you know, the, the stresses of, you know, we got to turn in meats for, yep. you know, this this part, this yeah, turn in time. And then now we have all these people that are VIPs that are coming in. And next thing you know, it's the herds are coming and the lines are coming and you need to get this stocked up. And yep. you're like, oh, God, we need to do this better next time. You're already thinking about next time while you're in the moment. Did right. you guys have a checklist? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Those are the things that I make. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. her book. There yes. you go. I love it. Those are things that, I mean, when you first start doing things, you just be like, oh, I, I got this. I got all the seasonings I need, the meats and mm-hmm. fire and, and wood. I'm good to go. And then you start to realize, holy shit. Then you realize you forgot the toothpicks for the chicken part of the competition. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then so, you realize you had bamboo skewers later on. Laying on, laying on the dash of the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we're backing up. Sure. Like, holy shit. Oh, there shit they are. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we joke about the checklist, but seriously, the checklists are the biggest thing for mm-hmm. You know, if you're a comp team, if you're a PC team, if you want to build a catering business, I mean, in our barbecue restaurant, everything we do is based off of a daily checklist. And updating that checklist mm-hmm. on a periodic basis is the only way because it's a fluid document. If mm-hmm. it's just a checklist that you had five years ago, it's, it's no good because it's got to get adapted as you add equipment, as you move things, as you change how your product's presented. Mm-hmm. All those things have to get updated. And that's, yeah. that's like we we moved to we have one trailer that's basically our tow behind trailer now mm-hmm. that has everything in it. But she's the one that puts everything in it because yeah. she knows what where everything is. Very goes. important. Yes. Nobody else very, touches it. No, it's we, very we, we very important because right. we we get everything to the door and then she puts it in. Right. If multiple people are loading, then you don't know what actually got loaded. That checklist doesn't mean anything. And you exactly. don't learn that until something goes wrong. Oh yes, and mm-hmm. I have a book that is absolutely nothing but always an updated checklist. Mm-hmm. And I have different checklists for different things we do sure. because we do catering, we do events, and we do direct sales catering. So mm-hmm. Everything I need something different for. Absolutely. So I have to, I'm the detail oriented person with that. He does the magic with the meat. So that's well, a let's te- talk that's about your, your meat magic. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh, what's your guys' go-to? What's your favorite thing to, to smoke, cook? Fa- favorite thing to smoke is, of course, to pull pork. Okay. Because it's almost like I can do it in my sleep. Right. And we are, you know, not to bash, you know, the pellet guys and stuff like that, but right. we're, we're old school. Right. And we think that's... True, what true smoke is because you get a different flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're you're pushing smoke through a pellet, you're not getting the same flavor you're getting through wood, no, like we do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, and so we we always kid the guys and stuff like that that have the ovens and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's what we call them. Right. You know, the ovens. You <laughs> sit down, go to sleep. You know, right. ours is like, oh crap. Is the fire gone out? Can I see yeah. the fire? Can, you know, can I see that? Honey, wake up. Wake Honey, up. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, all, you know, and then when that temperature goes down, it's like, okay, what I've got to do to grab that temperature right back up. Get that get, flute back up and the airflow and all that yeah. exciting and, stuff. Because if not, you, you know, you, you just gone backwards. Yeah. You know, I think there's a time and place for all different types of smoke. Oh, yeah. There is. Yes. You know, yes. for, for us, we I started off on a probably similar smoker to what you guys had. And I think it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's so much more difficult to keep it, the temperature right, to learn it, to understand it, the, mm-hmm. the smoke you want on the meats. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, running a restaurant or you can't, you can't have someone coming oh, yeah. into that fire all the time. And, um, you know, the, the pellet smokers, we, we tried it here for, uh, God, it probably lasted four months that I tried a pellet smoker about four years ago. And I just realized this wasn't, uh, wasn't for me. The, Flavor profile wasn't wasn't right, right for me, and um, and then uh, we went to an old hickory, which old is hickory. a wood wood burning with a gas igniter, and um, that's that's worked out great for us. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's a different there's a time and place, and I can honestly say this for personally, if I were if someone says, hey, I want you to cook us barbecue, the best barbecue you know how, um, 
I would get my old smoker out that I have to tend to all the time for a, for a one meal perfect thing. I, that's that's what I would go to for sure. Is my yeah. side burner and the ambience that you get out of it. Yeah, I mean oh. it's just sure. We we light off that six hundred fifty gallon propane tank. You know that's converted to a smoker. Right. Me and me and Wesley and built what, almost four years ago. Yeah, because we didn't bring one with us, so we mm-hmm. built one here. It's just when you light it off, people come over. Danielle, you tell them about the one kid that, uh, oh, this we, is. We were up at Wild Barrel, and this guy comes Wild up Barrel on. Wild Barrel is a brewery, brewery up in we, uh, San Marcos. Yes, yeah. it's yep. a brewery up in San Marcos, which we used to set up at. Mm-hmm. And um, what, this kid comes riding up on skateboard. I'm thinking he's really a kid, but mm-hmm. come to find out after talking to him, he's, he was in his mid-20s. <laughs> um, but I guess he lived about three blocks away. Mm-hmm. And every weekend he was smelling the smoke. Really? And so he finally decided to jump on his skateboard and go find it. Wow. <laughs> and so he came in and he purchased his food to go. And, you know, that was that was it. That's, That's all he awesome. came for. Right. And so we, we had a lot of people that they see that Mad Max looking build mm-hmm. sitting out there mm-hmm. when we set up an event. And, and they're like, okay, I got to check this out. Yeah. So it's really a draw. So anybody that decides to host us, uh-huh. you know, they, they get a nice ambiance with that. So. We always, we call it the smoke signal. Oh, so yeah. it's, we, it we, we light it up. Um, I mean, I'm not kidding. We used to, uh, even when I was done smoking for the day and we had product done, I would keep my smoker lit outside just to create smoke. So people would see the smoke signal and want to come by or I'd throw on an, an extra piece of uh, pork butt just to go for, you know, get that smell going. Cause we have <clears throat> caddy corner. We have uh, three different gas stations, which is pretty fucking odd. Really but, odd. Right. Right. Uh, next to us. And, but it works that, are, there, that getting, there's barbecue in between. People all are getting, them. Um, you know, gas and throw a smoke signal over there and they come running Thank for you. sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. we love it because we light the smoker up it's been so well seasoned right. that anytime we light it up it just smells amazing so we get a lot of compliments off of it so but, pork butt's definitely your favorite but yes but well, then there's also know. this little creature called tri-tip yeah yeah well now we do yeah when we first came over here we had you know, someone said, uh, hey, well, I've mixed the best tri-trip. And it's like, okay, we went to an event and tried it. It was a school event. Mm-hmm. And it was like leather shoe. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, you know, yeah, well, not too fond of it. And that was, what, three or four years that we've been here? And then we finally started, you know what, let's try tri-trip and let's mm-hmm. see what we can do with it. Well, sure. I got curious about it. And my dad's first job was at a meat market. Mm-hmm. And so I called my dad and I said, Dad, what is dry tip? And why have I never heard of it? He says, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> there you I go. Mean, we're from Georgia. And yeah. that's just not not something that, you know, ever crossed our dinner table. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I, my dad's like, well, explain to me where it is. So I looked up the cow, you know, and I'm like, okay, Dad, that's where it's located. And he goes, he said, that's hamburger meat. He yeah. says, we grind that up for hamburger meat. He yeah. said, that is a tough piece of meat. Right. He says, you better treat it good. Right. And so that's when we decided to go ahead and we slow smoke ours. Mm-hmm. So we do our own style with that. Mm-hmm. We don't do the... We the, use our beef rub and, you know, it's all about temperature. You know that. Yep. Right. You know, it depends on when you put it in, when you take it off. And now our tri-tip, people say... Cardiff crack doesn't stand a chance against ours. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, people, especially if we're in that area, mm-hmm. people come up to it and it's just, we've turned it into almost like a very tender filet mignon type of meat. Right. And people just are enthralled about it. Do you do anything special to it or are you just a dry rub and throw it on your smoker and, and that's it? Derek, you know, we're competition people. You can't tell us. <laughs> I mean. no, we're behind the smoke. Yeah, we're yeah, behind I know, the smoke. I know. Well, I know. We, we, yeah. You know, it, like I say, it's all temperature. You know, people yeah. say about room temperature. No, right. as soon as I take it out of the refrigerator, uh-huh. we're dry rubbing it. We're throwing it on smoke. Mm-hmm. So I get that real early drive in and that tenderizing because people don't realize that don't do smoking like we do is those sugars and those salts lock in that moisture. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what adds to that moisture content into the meat and adds to the tenderizing of it. And then if you take it too far, then you just are toughening that meat back up. Mm-hmm. And so it's that, there's that little sweet spot that you get. Well, it's funny. You're, we were talking about tri-tip. My grandpa used to be a, um, work in a packing house before they came to San Diego where he opened up this grocery store, actually. Um, and they, they would grind it as well. And 
same thing. They thought it was tough. Well, they were cutting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it actually comes off the bottom sirloin. So it's actually not a weight-bearing muscle like people thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could take it off. And then when you realize or understood how to cut it, right? my dad started bringing in tri-tip. And my grandpa, they like, got in a fight about it. They literally were about to, like, <laughs> he's like, you're an idiot. Why are you bringing this piece of meat in? It's horrible. My dad's like, no, here's what we do. We're smoking it. My grandpa's like, you're an idiot for even thinking about smoking meat mm-hmm. like that that was you know out here in san diego no one was smoking meat this was in the 70s you know mm-hmm. and he's like you're why, why are you gonna try to smoke meat my dad's like look this is a different style of barbecue people are doing it and my grandpa wouldn't i mean just I hated, it. hated the whole thought <laughs> of bringing in a shitty piece of meat mm-hmm. and cooking it a shitty way and yeah. now look where we are 50 yeah. years later i love it's, it it's and you had those same conversations with your dad except he let you do those things my dad he was is, much more understanding my dad is uh, he fought that fight already yeah he, he's a very he's like a saint he's just like one of the best guys you'll ever meet and he just uh he allowed me to uh to be me yeah. he allowed yeah. me to go do those things to try those things to bring in the craft beer to you know he gave me enough of rope to to go do it mm-hmm. you know he wasn't um my uncle was opposite my uncle hated everything i did until it he found out how much money we were making you know but sure. my my dad was always just very supportive he's like i think he just understood i mean when you have kids you know how your kids are mm-hmm. he, he knows how driven i am he's like if he's that passionate about it let him go fucking run with it he's gonna mm-hmm. make it make it work and um that's yeah but that's actually what happened my dad my dad was just always very very supportive of what i've done that's the difference. When you see someone that's passionate or you've got a son or daughter who is passionate about something, you support them. Right. Yep. But the ones that don't have the passion, that's the ones that you kind of still have to, right? you know, sure. kid glove a little bit. I mean, one of the things that we love about this podcast is that it allows us to talk to people that are doing things that have dreams to do things um, that meet, you know, meet families like you. And one of the coolest things is seeing somebody that actually asks a question and then follows up because it, it takes exactly what you said, you know, should we bother Gene? You know, should I send a direct message to Sean, you know, mm-hmm. to ask him about a temporary food facility permit or, you know, mm-hmm. a catering menu? Right. Um, you did those things and you mm-hmm. continue to do those things. And, you know, you're apologetic. And I'm like, please, we're here for you. <laughs> you know, if I if I don't have the answer, I'm going to ask Eric. I'm going to ask Gene. I'm going to ask Eric. I'm going to find, you know, we have our team that we've built, but mm-hmm. I applaud you for doing the action. A lot of people, they think about it, they hear it on the podcast, like you have to actually make that action. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here to be a resource and we don't know everything, but if we can find that answer, I mean, we did the same thing. You know, we had to go through and fail. And if we can save anybody time, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And it's all about that family mentality because, you know, being like, Hey, Sean, yeah, I need this here. You got some sort of form that I can use for yep. this? He's like, yeah, hold on a second. I'll get you an email to you. That's what the family is. Sure. You know? Well, it's like, I'm not making a new wheel. You know, it's something like a checklist. If anybody's listening to this and I go, oh, I don't have a checklist for the competition, email us and mm-hmm. we'll get you that checklist. We'll put that on the website. You know, there's different checklists that we've used, and then, but you have to customize it to yourself. Right. We can't do that for you. That's all you, and you have to own that checklist and own that form. Mm-hmm. And once you do, then you start understanding, hey, we have to have a TFF. Mm-hmm. temporary food facility permit right so that's your annual permit and talk about the commissary relationship the well you have to have a commissary because the commissary is where you're going to do all your basically prep work because you're not prepping at your house because you're not so prepping that, at that's your house the health department the the right. big the big, big problem big is problem prepping is. at the house yep. to sell food to the public at a farmer's market or at right. a catering correct and and that's what some people that don't understand they think well you know I can just go out here and cook this stuff and go sell it. Yeah. No, you can't. You know, you need to go through the proper channels. And and the only reason why is, you know, you're messing with someone else's family. Sure. You want to keep your customers safe. You want to keep your customers safe. You want a happy, healthy customer who's going to keep coming back. That's that's the whole thing. You know, no matter what business you're in, it's all about the customer. Right. You know, I want to do what's best for my customer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not what's best for me, but it's what's best for me in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so with uh, us... Doing stuff like that, making sure that we've taken the management courses, taken you know, and which is enlightening because it's like when you take the course, it's like, <laughs> wow, I haven't killed my kid yet, right? Yeah. You know, I exactly. Killed, you know, no, really, it's so like you're absolutely you know because right. uh, you know, and there's reasons why there's you know you only hold food for so long, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in the real life, 
you know, that you're at your house or whatever, yeah, you're going to do that. But, you know, it's kind of that. But when you're messing with, you don't know if someone has cancer. You don't know if someone has, you know, allergic, right. you know, reaction to any type of food. That's why you need to go through these certain ways to do if you're going to feed the public. Yeah, you learn about the cross-contamination, the yeah, pathogenic the cross-contam- bacteria, yes. all those things. All you those. make sure that you're always on point. That's a, it's a big deal. I mean... We, we do it all the time here. We have different blocks for our cutting blocks for yep. different pieces exactly. of meat. Like, we have different colors, if, yeah. If you, I mean, it's funny. My, my deli manager down there, Mike, if he sees anyone get close to his block with a <laughs> uh, raw piece of meat, he like literally Come will flip out. Yeah. He will flip out, yeah. you know, and it's, for me, I, I grew up in this. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of, I don't know if I should even share it's this It's behind story, the smoke. Go for it. But it's, uh, the, you know, growing up in the grocery industry, you know, I, I saw block. a lot of stuff in the 80s when I was young, and, I mean, they didn't give a shit. Fuck you know, no. Like my, my, my dad and what, what was that? Yeah. My, Pull that know, off the ground. Uh, oh. Wipe, wipe <laughs> off his hands, and, uh, they're, you know, he's, he's good to go. He's, uh, oh, no, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Which, it could be, sure. It could be. You know? Ma- but, um, majority of the time, it will be. But nowadays, like you're saying, the different allergies, the pathogenic bacteria, how fast they grow, different things. I mean, look, the last thing I want to do is make somebody sick. Oh, exactly. Right. So we just make sure that we're doing the right things. And that's, it's important. People don't understand how important it is. Yeah. I mean, is. you know, especially when you're talking about events and, you know, from, for me, from a tailgating perspective, as much as, you know, I absolutely love the event and going out there. I mean, we would provide food, but we own a restaurant. We know what the food health standards mm-hmm. are. We are, you know, we are certified food safety managers. Right. We go through all those proper channels. When someone's coming to a potluck, that's a whole different story. Yep. You know, and someone's coming to the potluck and then they see all these people and like, oh, well, I can just start selling to those people. You're like, there's a reason why there's so small margins in food business. Mm-hmm. And that's because once you start paying for all this stuff, you realize that, you know, mm-hmm. there's very there's very little left. But if mm-hmm. you if you do it right, mm-hmm. you can actually make money and you can do it safe. Oh, it's just like oh, the, yes. yeah, the farmer's market that we go to. Tell us about that because we have people that contact us from the podcast that say, how do I get into farmer's market? What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I would say, you know, you need to be, you need to get out everything proper mm-hmm. because we're the, um, we and one other booth there would say we're properly done with all our netting and everything. So sidewalls. So if you have an easy up, you have to have sidewalls. You have to have the easy up. You have to have sidewalls. You've got to go through the same exact thing as, you know, you need to get your management course done. Mm-hmm. You need to get your uh, food handlers. And there's a lot of times in the farmer's markets, you've got food people that are set up that are supposed to be sure. the same way, but they're not. They're not, yeah. But we get complimented so much. They say, we're so impressed because of how y'all are set up. Sure. Y'all are set up professional. Yeah, because you know what? We are professionals. Right. We are professionals as in no matter if, we, if we're at a brewery, if we're at a food um, farmer's market or an event, that's how we want the public to see us. Absolutely. You know? I, was, I was talking to my, my, one of my Josh Next Gen, who we just had on our mm-hmm. uh, podcast the other day, but it was just same thing. It's like he's like, he didn't know what apparel to get for his, um, his, his company. Yeah. And I'm like, look. You gotta, you gotta look professional. You gotta, mm-hmm. like, why, why do I get Nike polos and different things? And you, you have to present yourself a certain way, just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You have to present yourself in a professional way. That way, when people come, say, "Hey, I want to get it catered," they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. They know that they're not, you're not going to just pull up and throw some kids out there on a on a grill and hopefully they, you have enough food. Yeah. You're um, going to be professional. And they're going to all look right. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. all have you know like one of our Jason <clears throat> Brucey shirts on, or right. you know, they're whoever. Even when. Uh, uh, Wesley's girlfriend started mm-hmm. working with us a, a few times. Well, she gets a hat, she gets a shirt because she's oh, not going because she's, she's working and not hanging out. Right, and that's a that's a big differentiation mm-hmm. because when people start getting into business or start participating in competitions, you know, you need help. Mm-hmm. But that help, it's got to understand that there's a certain kind of help, and then there's a help that we don't want, right. and mm-hmm. that you're just getting in the way, and then you're distracting someone else that actually could be doing a job, exactly. and that's tough. You know, that's tough. But when you do find it and you do do it and you do it all together, you're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You look back and you're like, wow, we yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was just an amazing accomplishment. I mean, after Delmar, I mean, that day I probably could have just laid down and slept for three days afterwards. <laughs> but um, when we did Delmar, you know, I looked back at it and I said, okay, we did that. But you know what? I bet you we can do it better next time. That's awesome. So we learned. And we're adapting, and uh, we're really looking forward to this year. Yeah. So we're, and, we're bringing it. And, so. pe- and people are like, well, how many people can you handle? How many people you got? Yep. We adapt. Mm-hmm. You know? We go from 
how do you say it, Danielle? Oh, uh, we go from brewery style to formal yep. because we do catering. Right. So um, we have a formal wedding that's coming up that's going to be 350 people. It's going to be at Liberty Station. Awesome. And, you know, we we will actually have to hire in, you know, some uh, contract people to come in and help us with that, you know, laborers. Staffing. Staffing. For staffing. Yes. And so they will. Are you doing, are you doing any of the rental stuff? Uh, no. Good. No. We, we have everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so put like tables, much, chairs, linen they're, they're, stuff. They're doing all that because uh, this family has mm-hmm. connections with a, um, a rental place. Raphael's so or something. Yeah. So they've got uh, all the table or all the tables are taken care of, but all the dishes and everything like that. The reason there. I ask <laughs> is whenever people start to get into catering, and I know for us as a restaurant, the toughest part about catering is really the toughest part about the restaurant too. It's learning when to say no and mm-hmm. when to focus. And I know you and yeah. I had some back and forth conversations of, right. you know, well, what should the menu be and can we do this? And they requested this. And, you know, for us, Derek's completely different, you know, cause he does catering different than I do, but it has to work for, mm-hmm. for you, you know, and for, for Derek, he can, he has fish here. He can do fish mm-hmm. for us. We don't have fish in our menu. You know, we have a yeah. set barbecue menu. Right. And, and that's, everyone's different. You just have to figure mm-hmm. out what works for you. Like Sean said, we're, we're completely different in the way we go about caterings. Mm-hmm. I cater to the event, right. but I have the luxury of doing that because I'm a grocery store and I have all the different things already here. Right. Sean, I mean, Sean is a, a barbecue restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to cater. Mm-hmm. That's what he does best. That's what people want. So for me, if someone says, hey, we want uh, ribeyes, like game on. Let's go. I'll, we'll do ribeyes. And some people will say, hey, we want a Hawaiian theme. Well, I'll do Maui ribs, Aloha beef, pokey, whatever you want. Make a fruit tray and have a Hawaiian theme. Mm-hmm. But I'm able to do that because I am a grocery store. So it's different. But it works for us. That works for Sean. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's perfect. And you just have to figure out what works for you for that catering part. Because caterings are, are one of the coolest things where – you guys are probably figuring it out, but that's where you can make most of your money on, on those caterings. Yeah. And yeah. it's, that's uh, why we do the valid, you know, like the uh, farmer's markets and stuff, mm-hmm. because it's more of a marketing tool. Yeah. Right. Vending isn't, Absolutely. you don't, isn't, you don't make money at a farmer's profit. market. No, yeah. absolutely not. No. You know, that's more of a, you know, marketing and that's sure. why we do, you know, because yes, money's in the catering, money's right. in the events. And money. You, when we're talking about the, the Raphael's and getting all the, the tables and chairs and stuff like that, when people come and ask me for that, I'm like, absolutely, I will do that for you. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, I'm going to get a price and I'm going to add 20% to it. Right. You are way better off doing it yourself because mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you 20% on what they're giving it to me. They'll give you pretty much the same price. So in being upfront with them, they're like, oh, well, I can save 20%. And it just gives me a way to kind of, kind of get yeah. out of it. And like, that's all you guys. You well, know? I mean, it's, it's the difference between you're a subcontractor. As a right. caterer, we're a subcontractor. If someone right. comes and they want to have a wedding, they want us for the food. Right. Um, but because we are the type of people that we are, we know that we can do music. I can mm-hmm. do tables. I can do chairs. But reining that in and letting them know, like Derek said, transparency in the beginning and saying, hey, we're going to have to charge you more. It's better if you go do it. Right. All of a sudden, you can focus on what you do best mm-hmm. because that's what, how you're going to build your business. Yep. You're, not, you're not wedding planners. Right. Oh, no, yeah. running no, bar, you're running a barbecue catering company. That's what we decided to do, you know, go that way, as in just focus on our food Yep. and not have to worry about tables, chairs, and linens and stuff like that. Right. Only for our, and that's working out good so mm-hmm. far. And all of our... Simplicity. You, Simplicity, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our catering is any meat you want, we can smoke it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's uh, pretty much it. I mean, we talk to our customers and we customize, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the menus as to what they want. And if there's a limit on it, we'll be like, no. Or if they're wanting to set up outside and it's super hot and they're wanting our d'oeuvres on a table, I'm going to be like, okay, well, we're not doing that food because it's a dangerous food to set out like that for that sure. period of time. So I'm very upfront with the customers and I want to let them know that I just want them and their guests to have the best experience they can. And, you know, uh, that's the way you keep them coming back. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, some of the things that you you learn the hard way, and I know we did, um, is just menu costing, um, mm-hmm. coming up with those recipes and finding out actually what you have to be charging for those certain items, what your smallware is costing. And, you know, we put resources on our website behind the smoke uh, media, like restaurantowner.com, like National Barbecue Association. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that if you go in there, there's these resources that help you figure that stuff out. Because mm-hmm. if not, otherwise you're just out there and you're, you actually could do a, a catering and lose money. 
Oh, pay yes. to pay someone to do a catering. Right. And our biggest thing is our macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how much money especially goes into our macaroni. Sure. Cheese, right. you know, because, you know, you've got that, you know, people think, oh, it's just like craft. You know, mm-hmm. no, not ours. Right. And but that, you have to that, price it. You have to price yeah, it price accordingly. Yep. Because if not, you can lose. And that and people would think, well, it's just macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. No, but when you start adding up the cheese cost and everything else that's going into just that. Oh, and the prep on that one's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The labor. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you guys yeah. selling at the farmer's market? What's the menu? Uh, just pulled pork. Yeah, pulled it's very oh, basic. Really? Yeah. You like it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. smart. Yeah. But keep it basic. Keep, yeah. You know, pulled pork sandwiches, pulled Did pork Did you start sandwiches. something else when you first started? Did you do some a bigger menu? No. No, you started that way. Yeah, we you got we, some good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we thought that the you know because pulled pork, most everybody loves pulled pork. Sure. And um, one thing that happened when we were doing the lacrosse games with the kids at the Valley Center High School was they would come up and we did a sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry. And we did a sandwich, and then on the other side we also had like just nachos with cheese. Mm-hmm. And so one of the boys came up one day and says, "Okay, I want some nachos with cheese, but can you put some of the pulled pork on that and yep. then put?" some barbecue sauce on top of that i'm like i've never heard of that but okay and so he went away with it other kids tried his came back and we start selling this like crazy and so i looked at bruce i said okay when this calms down fix me one of those we're gonna try that (laughs) and so now it's actually one of our regular and one of our favorite menu items you know and that was we have the valley center high school lacrosse boys team to thank for that one yeah that's really cool that, 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 that has morphed into what we call oh the gargantuan. The gargantuan. Yeah. Which is basically your chips. Mm-hmm. Then you got pulled pork. Then you have tri-tip on that. Then you have beans. And then you have our almost world famous coleslaw. Nice. Yeah, we got to talk about that. And then you put the cheese and the jalapenos on top of that. Awesome. And it's about that tall. That's right. Uh, yeah. you know? And we do that one at the breweries. And that, that was nice for a table. Mm-hmm. You know, they're ready to sit down at the table. They could share, and they, they loved it. So. Well, that's about ambiance, too, right? You're, yeah. you're giving something that people probably haven't seen anywhere. But oh, talk yeah. to me about your coleslaw. What's up? You talk, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, let's get those secrets. Yeah, I mean, let's get behind the smoke on that. Okay. I mean, I just yeah, want to hear you. about it. Well, do, Danielle hates coleslaw. Right. Can't okay. stand it. I, I hate she, traditional coleslaw as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. she uh, she had an incident at KFC yeah. know, when she was young. You know, a small little, child. You know, a <laughs> little, little bit of coleslaw turned into a table full of coleslaw, you know, right. type of situation. But um, I developed a coleslaw because I don't like the mayonnaise base, mm-hmm. you know, as in, you know, heavy mayonnaise. And so we made a basically a coleslaw that's got a vinaigrette and kind of a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. That took her three months to actually finally taste wow. i mean we're serving it people people loving it people that hate coleslaw just love our coleslaw finally what happened you were at we we were at a friend of ours uh house that had us cater their event so we were playing both roles we were guests and we were the caterer <laughs> sounds, and, sounds like how we roll <laughs> yeah. so all all of our customers always end up being our friends right so that's that's our goal so we go in and uh she uh it's time for us to eat so i go over there and bruce is like coleslaw and i'm like okay, just put a little bit on there. So I sat down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I tried it and my eyes lit up and I'm like, wait, wait, this, this is not traditional. This is nothing I know about coleslaw. So I turned around and I had to go back up with my head held low, (laughs) looking up at him, you know, kind of puppy dog eyes and saying, can I get some more of that please? (laughs) So, um, he converted me. I know, so, I know how hard that must have been for you. Yeah, yeah, and we've converted a lot of people who really don't like coleslaw. Yeah, they I don't like the ours. traditional mayonnaise. We ours is it does have mayonnaise in it, but it's the vinegar, sugars, yeah. black pepper, um, and mixing all that up, and it it gives it a little bit of a different bite to it. Right, mm-hmm. and that's it's, ours. It's, yeah, and it's just so, so much for me, so much better than than yeah. just a full mayonnaise. Well, I had to remind her. I said, "Remember about steak." Yeah, you know, oh, when I first met her, how she ate steak. Oh, is it was well it done with ketchup? Oh. Ketchup A one too? Yeah. No, not A one. Just, like just ketchup. Ketchup, yeah. Yeah, it was. It had to be well done. I couldn't handle the pink or the red. Right. We would go like twenty seven years ago. We were going on some of our first dates, mm-hmm. and we sat there, and he would cut into his steak, and it was bleeding all over the plate. <laughs> and, and I'm looking Good at man. it, and I'm like, I'll Slap have it on mine. Ass, stick a fork in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll have mine in the um, to go box, please. Yeah. So, because uh, I couldn't eat in front of him. Um. Well. 
I have no problem eating in front of him, believe me. Um, <laughs> but it was the actual, you know, the presentation there. I just wasn't enjoying that too right. much on his steak. So, but the funny thing was, is I was pregnant with our youngest, who's now 19. Uh-huh. And he was he was grilling some steak and he says, I'm not doing it. I am not ruining another steak for you. And so I'm starving and we sit down and he's like, you're going to eat it. You're going to try it. So I picked it up and I put it in my mouth and I reached for the ketchup and he said, no, you can't do that. That's just sacrilege. So I, I put this piece of meat in my mouth and I was just like, Oh wait, just a minute. This is nice. Okay. It's tender. It's juicy. It's, it's not tough. And I was just completely, he converted me. It's you know, ju- now it's like slap it on the rear. Right. It's juicy. That's brucey. it. Yeah, we're that's good. It, man. It's juicy. It's juicy. Awesome. Brucey. We're, we're good. Again, you know, <laughs> so that, it's all about the juice. Right. Yeah. 19 years ago, he converted wow. me to rare steaks. So. Yeah, and, then, and then he converted you to coleslaw. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I did that with my wife. Hey. I was skinny when I met him, <laughs> but so was he. And we figured out that we did good food together. There so. you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with uh, my wife's from Indiana and we, I mean, not, she wasn't uh, that bad, but she wanted a medium and then slowly just kind of made her some medium rare ones. And, you know, she never had sushi or she had sushi, but out in Indiana wasn't part of the best. So I'd bring home, started off with some seared ahi, seared that up. And then now all of a sudden she just a connoisseur. She can't have it right now because mm-hmm. oh yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. In, Indiana. That's where my family's from. Really? Yes. <coughs> yeah, she's at Fort Wayne. We go out there. Um, ours probably once a year. Ours was uh, Madariville. Okay, so yes. we're right above uh, in Indy, Indianapolis. No, that's Fort Wayne's very close to uh, Madariville because oh, really? my uh, on my mom's family side, they were big hog farmers up there. Okay, huge, and so they own the actual auction block and auction houses too wow but cool yeah so that's when i first got introduced to what a hog was yeah mm-hmm. not a little tiny pig you know they're huge size of this know. table yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go big old hogs yeah. for sure so how Absolutely. did you guys get into brewing uh, the vending at uh, breweries at breweries uh had a friend of uh, basically another friend introduced me to a guy that was getting ready to do a brewery mm-hmm. and uh he's wanting us to do a restaurant because he's had our food and this was kind of when we were getting into it. And I said, I told Chris, I said, no, don't want to do a restaurant, man. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do a restaurant. He said, well, we can do this. We can do it. Why not? Like, Why don't you want said, to do a restaurant? We are right now still too much hands-on, mm-hmm. you know, quality. Our biggest thing is It quality. doesn't change. I know. Yeah. It won't change. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 years later. It hasn't changed for uh, us. We're micromanagers. Yeah. So yeah. I know. It's it's it kind of has to be in your you, blood to do you, that. You have to, you know, sure. have to be that way. And, uh, so that kind of went to the wayside, and then he called me up. He says, hey, he says, uh, we opened up a brewery in a different location. We didn't put a restaurant in. We want you to come up here and serve your meat. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So we kind of started in the back door. I said, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're licensed. You know, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. So we started in the front, and that was kind of like September, October. Mm-hmm. Last year. Last yeah. year. And then uh, I guess they changed some. And that was Wild Barrel? Yeah, yeah, Wild Barrel uh, Brewing. And, and uh, they have the Battle Axe? Yeah, SoCal Axe. And, SoCal Axe. And, and uh, SoCal Batting Cages. So you can drink and then go throw Battle Axes. Yeah. I saw our last, one of our previous guests, Tabitha Lipkin, was out there for her birthday slinging, slinging axes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, looks pretty cool. It's yeah, got it's, it's gotten it's, a lot of press. I know that. Yeah, it's gotten a um, pretty, pretty neat atmosphere and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we set up there from the beginning when they were having just a little bit of customer to quite a few customers now and uh people enjoyed us being there but mm-hmm. then there's a little thing with the breweries now i have to have a host license mm-hmm. and so if they don't have a host license people like us can't set up there right and so you know host license only entails of getting a couple things like a three compartment sink you know yep. you know a hand wash station a couple little things and then they can get a host permit which and isn't then, how much does the host permit cost? One hundred seventy-four dollars a year. So wow, now, that's, so, that's like what the nothing. 20, Thirty, 30 percent of a temporary food facility permit license. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so wow. by doing that, that allows you know like caterers like us to set up at breweries. Uh, Belching Beaver, they're working on theirs. Uh, they contacted us. Um, uh, Indian Joe's, they have theirs, and we're set up to go there the twenty fourth of June and twenty eighth of July. Nice, they, they want us there. They have cool. special events going on. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they have special events, and so we're set up to going there. And like Belgian Beavers, like you know, hey, we're in the process. We need someone in North Park. You know, come talk to us. We, you know, we're kind of like, right. we understand, but you know, let's get on board. Well, in the meantime, wow, someone mentioned to us about a SR seventy six beer works. Oh. 
Are we breaking news? Yes, we are. This yeah. is behind the smoke breaking yes, news story. Breaking news. Part, part of the West Coast barbecue movement. Yes, Anything that's going down in barbecue, we're yeah. very happy to share that story. So yeah. go ahead and let us know what's going on. Well, uh, first off, we you know we was at the uh, Valley Center uh, Farmers Market, and one guy says, "Hey, have you ever checked about SR76 Beer Works?" I says, "Where's that at?" I said, uh, Harris. Oh, it's only like five miles away from our house. Right. So, yeah, Harris is a casino. Harris uh, Casino down in Rincon. Rincon, yeah. Yep. And so we went down there, met with uh, Brian and uh, Shane, and they're looking for someone to uh, up the, you know, bring in more business and stuff. And so we've uh, been talking to them. And this coming Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is going to be our first three days there. That's rad. And, uh, the interesting thing is they've got all the concerts. Um, Where are they doing the concerts now? They've built a new hall. They built a, is it indoor? It's indoor now. So the, the craziest thing about this entire story is that really we started our vending experience because Gene Goykachea used to put on a KCBS event up at Harris. So up at Harris Rincon, before they built that tower in the Lazy River, mm-hmm. um, that's where they did their outdoor summer concerts. Yep. And because Gene had put on contests there, he told me to come up here, see if you guys, I'll see if I can get you in as food vendors. And we went up there and man, it was such a great experience for us to, it, it was hard as shit. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, they had 2000 people coming to the concerts and we were the, I mean, there was us and Pink's Hot Dogs. And then uh, I think there was a food truck that was up there, but we're literally probably going to be in the same spot as where where you guys are going to be which is yeah, awesome yeah it, it's it's so cool because they're so super excited because of course they like how professional we are and being on tribal land you know so there's a couple of things that they don't have to have which health is, department you know, yeah yeah we don't have about that yeah they don't have to have a hearse permit so. we, yeah we yeah. we're all about rincon yeah we and so that. uh they you know we kind of fell in love with them so we're hopefully you know this is going to turn out to be a really good thing well our first day Billy Idol sold out. Rad. He's going to be there Thursday. Rad. And then Friday, Pat Benatar. Wow. Yeah. And her husband. And her husband. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on Saturday is the opening of the extended hours for Dive, which is their um, DJ-type, lazy river-type thing that goes mm-hmm. on to you know later in the evening. Okay. And so that's going to be a very good test for us, but hopefully we'll roll that back into our Friday-Saturday routine. What, that's awesome. What meets are you guys going to do? Pulled pork. Yeah. <laughs> Good Fried answer. tip. Yeah. And our stuff called pig candy, which people were at the brewery. They were so addicted to it. They called it crack, but Danielle won't let me rename it crack because then it'd be juicy, brucey, smoking hot meat crack. But <laughs> I, I think a shirt's coming out here soon. Yeah. I like yeah. that. You know? I think we could do that for you know? sure. And, but it's just, you know, we start with that because. What is that? Uh, double smoked caramelized bacon. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it's, uh, and how we smoke it, some people smoke it different ways, but we keep it simple. Okay. And it's just, when you see, I always look at people's eyes because uh-huh. when you, the eyes, they don't lie. Right. When someone puts a piece of their meat or, you know, in your, in your mouth and mm-hmm. you just, you know, you can see it in the eyes. They can make all kinds of different facial, uh, you know, right. different facial expressions, uh, you know, this, but you can see it in the eyes right. and it's just amazing. You know, when people, when I'm watching their eyes and they just, their eyes just brighten up. It's going to be a, that's a big event, man. That's going to be pretty big to see, you know, what you guys can do. We're looking forward to it. We love a challenge. Good for you. We're definitely looking forward to it. We're excited for you guys. That's awesome. We're Mm -hmm. we're setting our big smoker up in the valet parking lot right there and basically in front of their doors. And so we're going to be, the smoke's going to be blown away, you know, in different directions, but it's going to. How that wind trough comes away, it's going to go right across that lazy river. Just get a little fan, you know, a little fan just yeah. right over there and get yeah. wafted over there, you know. But it's it's going to be very cool. <coughs> That's awesome, yeah. and I've noticed that you guys have really embraced uh, digital, and you've started to be more active on your Juicy Brucey Facebook page as well as your Instagram page. And yeah, we just started we already, we already talked about your Twitter account that's coming soon. No, Twitter's up. And live. Oh, it's up. Twitter's oh, it's up, up and live. live. Perfect. And, uh, I'm tweeting at you. And then. Um, Thank God Instagram. you stopped tweeting at me. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll oh. stop tag, I'll, I'm stopping to tag. I'm not tagging Derek anymore. Yeah. But we're just super excited because, like I say, we're, we're people people. 
well, you're people, people, but you're also professional people that are doing the right things. And, you know, that's the coolest thing about the podcast is no matter where people are listening, there's a jurisdiction, a health department, a city, county, and you have to go as much as we hate it and we talk mm-hmm. about it and how it's a big pain in the ass. Like there's a reason we have a huge responsibility. Right. We're providing food to the public and um, you're doing the right things. Uh, you, one thing I do want to talk about is the TFF, the mm-hmm. veteran um, exemption. Oh, yes. Uh, which is something that I know that's here in San Diego County. You don't have to pay that $600 temporary food facility fee if you are a veteran, correct? Right. When we went to go to relicense for our one because we were waiting to go. And there's also something else, if you don't know, too. There's the the event, the TFF. Yep. Then you've got the catering, and then you have the direct sales catering. Yes. So there's three different licenses there. But now how they've written the catering direct sales encompasses the catering now. So mm-hmm. you don't have to have three. You can only, you don't, all you have to have is two. Right. But so when we signed up for the, uh, the direct sales, just to add that on to our catering, um, someone mentioned about being a veteran mm-hmm. and I had just paid that $600 for the re-up of the one license. Right. And we were getting ready to pay for the other after we went through all our hoops and everything for that one. And, uh, city of, or County of San Diego says, well, you know, you're a veteran. That's free. That's wow. awesome. That's you just really have to cool. pay for your plan checks. You know, they charge for the plan checks. Mm-hmm. Right. But they actually reimburse me of that $600 that I just wrote for the other license. Oh, that's cool. And wow. So it's like, uh, that's cool. Well, said, it's, it's cool to I actually said, well, hear something other positive. Year? Yeah. yeah. I said, well, you do it for the other year? They said, no, we can't go back that long. Right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? But, you know. Now, we did have to pay for our site inspection yeah. for the direct sales catering. Yes. It's for them to come out and verify. To the commissary. There's yeah. a few extra things that you have to have when you do direct sales catering, which means that you can go places that have the host permit. Yes. So the direct sales catering, uh, on top of what you normally have to have for catering, uh, they've now added a full self-contained hand-washing sink that heats mm-hmm. and does everything on its own. And what's the other one? Um, a refrigerator. We actually have to lug a refrigerator. Yeah. Anytime we go to a um, event, or not an event, but like we go to a location that has their host permit, then right. we have to take a refrigerator and our own little hand washing station, even though they're required to have a hand washing station for us. So, you know, California, Southern California over here, There's San Diego a- County is kind of making it harder yeah. for the more extended ones but like the the license we have to have just to do the farmers market the events or competitions or whatever that one's still fairly easy yeah. so yeah cool man we're uh, we're just happy that you guys actually took the time to come out here and, and shoot the shit with us and kind of share your story i mean it's it's awesome because i think a lot of the listeners are in that position of wanting to start out wanting to go to the farmers markets wanting mm-hmm. to do competitions wanting to see how it can go and to see that now you guys are going to be doing a three-day stint with uh harris and i mean that, i think that's gonna be big yeah oh, harris, yeah. harris rincon's huge yeah. I mean, and the, we're, we're the hoping it volume and the type of uh, people they're going to bring to that concert is rad yeah. oh yeah you and guys need to go home and start sleeping now to rest up <laughs> For, yeah. uh, the, the sleepless nights you're going to have for sure. Yeah. And we're hoping that rolls over into like a regular Friday, Saturday type thing. So this, th- that weekend's going to be our good trial run with it, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll sit down and have a powwow with them afterwards and make sure that, you know, everything's good. And if so, then we'll become more of a, a regular, regular stop for us. Sure. So. I mean, one of the things we talked about last podcast with uh, Brian Smith was he, he talked about The Alchemist, which is a book. It's the universe conspires to help you when you want something. Mm-hmm. And when you want something, you have to go out and put yourself in those positions. And you guys are going out there and doing the right things and things. All this stuff is opening up for you. And for Derek and I, we're just so supportive and we're so excited to watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And however we can help you, um, you know, it's exciting for us. I mean, just Valley Center knowing that, you know, Yard Pirates, who was on our uh-huh. podcast before. Yeah, we know. Um, I mean, they're so, Valley Center people. too. Valley so Center people. Awesome. And there's a hotbed for barbecue up in, up in North <laughs> County. We, yeah. we, we yeah. love seeing that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing we do wanted to talk about was uh, Turf and Surf Barbecue Championship, August 19th. You guys will be there? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Um, we actually have already gotten confirmed from every podcast guest that was on every barbecue restaurant. Personally said, whatever you need, we're there. So Chef Hannes, Thank Pioneer, you they haven't even mm-hmm. opened up. They're going to come out. Um, Brad from Coops, Andy from Grand Ole Barbecue, Chris from Smoked Hog, Corbin just texted us from Corbin's Q. Uh, John Bracmonte from Brazen, um, Iron Pig. I haven't talked to them yet, but I've already signed them up. Um, so it's going to be an epic event, and we're getting really excited for that. 
Uh, we do have one uh, social shout out every week for people that are following us on our social pages uh, at Barbecue War Stories and uh, tagging us in their photos. This is uh, somebody, Angela, out of uh, Chicago. She's a food blogger and it's called uh, at Chicago Food and Drink. Um, she's been tagging us in her barbecue stuff. She's got an awesome page and we know barbecue is alive and well in Chicago thanks to uh, Deuce Raymond and uh, Man Meat Barbecue. Yep, a lot, things, of, a lot yeah. of great things happening great things in Chicago. So thank you for tagging us. We're going to send out um, a sexy mug. Uh, we appreciate that. And make sure you guys reach out to us. Reach out to Juicy Brucies. Go out and support them. Uh, one of the cool things that we see is people that listen to the podcast, they'll go and visit people that have been on this uh, podcast. They'll go to their restaurants. They'll go to their events and say, hey, we, we heard you on the podcast and make those connections because um, that's what the barbecue family is all about. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate Sean and Derek, y'all are the greatest. I mean, ever since we met y'all, y'all felt like family to us. Yeah. I mean, well, we appreciate just, it. We appreciate that. And we're happy and that we didn't die in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that, 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 that we bomb, didn't die in the, Del Mar. Yeah. The bomb, they were uh, right there to uh, make sure we were okay when we my fat ass flew over the... Uh, that was scary, man. Yeah. That was seriously scary. I, I even yeah. came running with the burn cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ju Juicy Brucies, make sure to go visit them uh, up at Harris Rincon. Make sure to follow them on their social pages. Come out to Del Mar. Um, support them at the Del Mar. Come out to Spring Valley. They're part of the family now, so they're they're pretty much locked into those two dates every year. Yeah, you, yep. guys, are, you guys are fucked. Yeah. You're, you're, you're with us forever now, so oh, yeah. get with it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you again taking the time. We enjoy you guys so much, and um, welcome to the family. Thank, thank you. you. And we're, you. we're looking forward to being a part of it. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, we also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes, so anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you, so please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, get involved, stay curious, and uh, follow us on social, at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.